Hey there. We only have one person to thank today that is squid daddy underscore 94. That is because we have worked through the uh, names that we have on our list uh, to thank. If you believe that you should have been thanked, check out the uh, uh, Patreon pinned post uh, for the uh, former you can put in the uh, put in the name. Um, otherwise, you can be thanked by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, pledging at the $10 tier. Uh, you'll also get Adaptation Decay, our show about video game uh, uh, adaptations to other media. Um, and uh, also the new show that we have coming up, uh, Quackstack, featuring uh, myself, Gary, and our new producer, Gwen. Yeah. Uh, so thanks and enjoy the show. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Hades, which is an action roguelike developed and published by Supergiant Games for the PC and contemporary systems in 2020. Yeah, uh, this episode was executive produced by Cody, and I think it marks the only time we've ever done every game by a developer. Only time? Hmm. I would need to go back. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. If yeah, it's, if it's, it, if it's happened another time, I can't name it specifically right now. So it, it's effectively true. There are a couple of like close, you know, calls like mm-hmm. the, the Gungeon dodge roll games made, you know, they made X at the Gungeon eventually, mm. uh, you know, uh, yacht club. Um, uh-huh. they have those shovel Knight expansions we haven't done. And now they've got a couple other spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't include developers who only have one game in that though. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, then it gets a little tricky. Yes. You know, yeah. but in terms of like the longest running developer, which we've covered their whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and this is, uh, you know, super giant, big indie game developer kind of came in in that uh, uh, XBLA, the summer of live wave, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, has continued making pretty good games, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. This this for me is is a real good one from mm-hmm. them. It's it's I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite. Um, and I, I've got some bones to pick with it, but I generally like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. to, 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 to get the defenses out of the way. Uh, I also like, I, I like it, but also it's a roguelike and yep. you know, I, I, I am on my back foot, uh, with this also, we'll talk about it when we get to the story stuff, but like even mechanically, this is such a vast game and so much of it is random. Um, you know, when you're going to see it or dependent on, uh, various conditions and stuff, man, there are so many things that we were going to, we're going to miss. Uh, oh yeah. Let's, we, we cleared that with Cody as well. 
Yes. Uh, when Cody sponsored the episode, we're like, hey, Cody, we, we generally do about 20 hours a game because we play one of these once a week and we do a bunch of other shows. Yes. We're not going to be completionist mm-hmm. on Hades. And that's one of my big bones to pick with this is I think that the the meta progression and getting the full story is uh, Onerous. really, really misguidedly slow. Yeah. Um, of this and we're not going to be able to talk about it all. So if, mm-hmm. uh, if you are like, Oh man, I can't believe they didn't talk about, uh, the, when you max out the romance between Zag and, and Meg, mm-hmm. uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot to cover mm-hmm. here. Um, we're going to do our best. Uh, but yeah. our, you know, this isn't bonfire side chat. Our goal is not to be completionist. Yes. Here. Um, yeah. this is a premium episode as well. Which means that this first part is going to be the kind of uh, how the game works in generalities. And then we're going to get into the specifics of the stages, the weapons, gods, and the story in the second half. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, that is there for patrons. Um, yes. Uh, uh, and you also, when you do that, you get uh, access to all the previous uh, premium episodes as well. We usually save that for the like the admin stuff. But I think it's important to say here every once in a while, too. So you're not just getting, yeah. not just getting this one. FYI. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in this game, you play as Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you are attempting to break free of the underworld uh, and your father's uh, cruelty and abusive kind of nature. Yes. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, just general oppressive nature, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, neglect, all these kind of things. Zagreus wants out of there. Um, and this is a run-based roguelike because Zagreus is going to fail many, many times. Um, in uh, in this process, uh, as you hack and slash through these different combat chambers, uh, through the various realms of the underworld, uh, there are four realms in this, um, and each of these is lightly randomized on every attempt. So it is the kind of randomization where there are uh, a handful of like room structures that they pull from, and then enemy layouts and challenges and stuff like that that can uh, be pulled into them. Yes. And that hack and slash bit is important. Yes. Uh, these are our combat arenas. Yes. There, there is one type of challenge mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Like I like this game and I played it before we covered it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where I beat it and, and I didn't get the true ending because fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, what that requires, how much ten, grinding for nectar that requires 10 times. Ten, well, dude, you don't know. Not even just that. It's, yeah. Yeah. 10 <laughs> times. And you have to build up your affinity with every single God up to like a certain level, which requires, yeah. Giving them uh, juices boxes. Yeah. Giving them uh, you gotta give them the, up Capri Suns to n- nectar and ambrosia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck that. Like that. That stuff makes me <laughs> mad. Uh, but I, I, th- I do think this game is one of my reasons that stops this from being an all timer roguelike for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I think it is really one note. Yeah, the combat is fast and fun. You have mm-hmm. fun abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a dodge roll that's very satisfying, like a little dash uh, thing. And there's a variety in your side of the mm-hmm. equation. You will get different moves and different powers and stuff. The mix-ups and such that you fight, and very specifically the bosses, yeah. uh, are there is a real dearth of variety there. You will fight the same mm-hmm. room <laughs> so hundreds of times. times. You will fight the same boss dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. Sometimes with minor variations, but so, like oftentimes not. So imagine yourself, you know, so I, I, I think that this, this putative person requires some traits from both of us, but that neither of us fully satisfies. So imagine yourself as somebody who is predisposed to liking a roguelike format. Are you suggesting we make a kid? No, cool. no. I'm Using mean, our DNA, like, like kind of like a twins just, or like. Just, a, just mix it up. Just mix it yeah, up. Yeah, like junior. Do you want yeah. junior? 
No, I don't want a hey, junior. Hey, buddy, I, I've been noticing across the room. We like your vibe. Do you want a junior? <laughs> <laughs> just slide you a piece of paper. Junior, check one. Yes. Yeah, just, just, no. just cover up junior and just like, eh? <laughs> No. Okay. But imagine a person who uh, is has the gene in them to be predisposed to like the roguelike uh, structure, right? Mm-hmm. Which you have, right? Oh, and yeah. also, and 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 also the person who is inexperienced with them, right? Yes. So, just basically, uh, not only is Hades my first roguelike, but also like I'm just like I I I have not have not played anything like this before, but uh, I can kind of dig it. I like it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have that gene, and I'm new to these. You know, relatively inexperienced compared to say a you, right? Does that predictability and does that kind of lack of dynamism on the is that a plus plus for that kind of person? It it, it makes sense because one of my big mysteries the last couple of years was wondering why this game was such a huge hit while simultaneously liking it. Mm -hmm. Like this ended up being a lot of people's game of the year and uh, also just dig it like slightly meta has been a hot topic on the slack basically since it came out. Yep. Um, so I had a lot of conversations with people, and one of the prevailing theories is this were this was a lot of people's first roguelike. Mm-hmm. It's very approachable. The production values are super giant good. The characters are well acted and likable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, charismatically presented. Uh, this was a lot of people's first exposure to that structure. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is a plus to yeah. them. To me, I just I can't fight. I can't know how no more how to fight that Hydra. <laughs> like I, I just <laughs> fought that goddamn Hydra so many times. <laughs> the Gary, the Hydra. Yeah, I can't hear no more about no Hydras. Yeah, um, the, the, the the variations that they bring in are not enough. And I was very encouraged when they brought in the other uh, Furies, right? Yes. Uh, even though those <laughs> became pretty rote as well. It was like, all right, so you, for the first, first few runs, you go up against, you know, the same, the same boss. So you can get used to it and get yeah. past it. And after you've demonstrated mastery, then it can uh, start bringing in variation. And turns out, no, that's only true for the for the first one. <laughs> it's real weird. And then the second one, there are minor variations. Third one, no variations. Fourth one, uh, no variations. Yeah, it's a weird move. Um, <laughs> and this this trickles down just from bosses. This is also rooms and enemies yeah. as well. So just imagine, you know, this this very satisfying, snappy combat against the same things mm-hmm. over and over and over. Uh, I'm going to point out the things in this that I think make it because I am somebody who knows roguelikes and who is very sympathetic to them. Yes. The things that stop it from being in my like top 10 mm-hmm. roguelikes. And that's a big one of them. Yeah. Um, you have a, so you have these common abilities. You have a different weapon before each run. Mm-hmm. Um, each weapon has a, a couple different moves. It has an attack, a charge attack and a special that it can do. Yeah. Uh, and each of these weapons is uh, both satisfyingly different from the other. And also, you're going to recognize a lot of these if you have played previous um, uh, Supergiant games, right? Yes. You know, the a, bow... a pithy way to describe this is this is kind of uh, perfected combat bastion. Yeah, you know? that's, a, that's a way to put it. I saw this as like, as Deathloop is to Arcane's previous games, this is to uh, Supergiant's previous games, where they just like took a bunch of ideas from each of them and rolled it in, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you also have a thing called a cast 
which is yes. uh, Zagreus does this. You always have it. You throw out these red gems that will do damage to an enemy and will stay embedded embedded in them for a time, either until they die or until time limit comes out. There are ways you can alter this. Um, there are also this can be related, you know, or it can be uh, altered yes. by by different boons and, and power ups and stuff you get. Yeah. Um, this the nature of this is a minor spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be like Zagreus. Like I know about the Greek gods. Who the fuck is Zagreus? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that when we start talking about the story. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned these boons. These are favors from the gods. Uh, they will lend, they will lend you their powers. Uh, you choose from them uh, every time you find one of their little icons. These are um, common rewards for clearing clearing rooms. You will get a little conversation uh, with the god, uh, and then you'll make a choice. Three of their boons are going to be presented to you with a small description um, and the you know the power level that it starts at and its rarity, both of which kind of equate to about the same thing the differences between those is pretty subtle you want both of them to be up uh and these will uh modify any of your attacks special dash your cast or give you like completely new abilities you know abilities on hit, uh things like that kind of all themed after passive these gods upgrades. yes passive yeah, things upgrades. like that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the the rarity and levels are a little bit uh rarity will just change the base idea of what something does mm-hmm. levels are just the efficacy gotcha um and you level them up yourself usually through the the pomegranate of power uh the item that you'll get mm-hmm. uh so you do want higher uh rarities and you eventually get abilities to manipulate these mm-hmm. um to get those higher you really want them all of the game breaking part of this like a roguelike part of the appeal of a run-based roguelike is a is spinning a slot machine Mm -hmm. and getting a really broken combo uh the big broken combos you can get tend to be higher rarity boons yeah uh and until you can kind of manipulate that uh you're not likely to see them and you're really not likely to see them in general they're rarer Mm -hmm. in this game than say in isaac uh you know which is my baseline comparison for Mm -hmm. top down roguelikes yeah. Um, you also ev- eventually get uh, call abilities, which allow you to channel the power of these gods directly. Um, you fill up the separate little god meter, like a rage meter or whatever in, in another video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will send down and either uh, they'll come down and help you or they'll give you a special effect that's very powerful, but very short lived. Yeah. It's like a transformation or a summon uh, kind of yes. thing. And I mean, uh, we've mentioned it several times, but we can't uh, underline how snappy all of this is and how satisfying it is. If you have like a real good uh, combination of weapon and boons going on, you know, you can clear through rooms pretty quickly. You end up being very effective uh, yeah. in this. Yeah. And it's fun. It's undeniably fun. It's the reason it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Like it feels good. The core of this is really good. It's interesting to do this uh, right next to Luca. Mm, because yeah. Luca is another game where I have a lot of problems with the structure and story of it, but the actual core of moving around and playing is really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of similar all, in some ways. All these unintentional pairs that we end up having. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the structure of a given run. You know, what you are doing. So uh, each of these realms is made up of a bunch of different chambers, mm-hmm. uh, different numbers of chambers for the for the given realms. Uh, and you've got to uh, get through them. Most of the chambers are common encounters. You do have ones, you know, variants, uh, including ones you can just, like specifically build in to give you mm-hmm. little reprieves and stuff like that. Uh, and there are like uh, bonus chambers as well. Uh, chambers that have special challenges and things that are yeah. all down to combat. Yeah. Yeah. There tend to be 15. Mm-hmm. Of them for the first three realms. So you're going through 15 realm rooms before the boss. Um, when you clear a room, you get the reward. 
Uh, the reward is marked by the, the uh, symbol that was on the door you pass through to get to the room. So mm-hmm. after every room, you usually get a choice of either two or three rooms uh, based on what kind of reward you want to get in the yeah. next room. So, you know, your performance is rewarded. You will see, you know, a room that will be uh, like a like a health up. Well, if I'm doing pretty good on health right now or if I if I am sitting pretty good with uh, my maximum health as it goes, I can go for something else. You know, I need I need gold to spend at the shop, you know, to get these upgrades that I want to get or, you know, like, oh, I can see that this next chamber has a uh, boon from Aphrodite. And I'm running an Aphrodite build at this at this point, so I definitely want to go there, yes. um, along with picking your boons from the uh, you know from the different gods. You know, this gets down to one of Super Giant's trick tricks, which is making very mechanically satisfying choices available to you, like mm-hmm. giving you two three options, and any of them could be really good. It, it's also a mark of really good roguelikes, yes. right? Flashback to uh, when we covered Monster Train. Mm-hmm. Like that, that really simple choice, every ring of which side to go to. And you want both of them mm-hmm. every single time you want both of them. Um, that, I think that's a really good game design thing. Yeah. Um, so these are the time of rooms uh, you have uh, boon rooms, which we mentioned uh, getting a boon. Well, you'll actually see the symbol of the God. So you mm-hmm. go through, uh, you do the combat and you get the boon at the end. Uh, something I wish was a lot more common is Daedalus's hammer. Yeah. Um, this is a thing. You can only get two of these per run. They let you upgrade your weapon, and they upgrade it in hugely transmorphative ways. Yes. This um, will completely alter your run, and if you come to depend on one <laughs> and you don't yeah. get it, then it's a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. This, this is where a lot of the fun and variety comes, mm-hmm. and uh, but less frequently than I want it to. Like, you, yeah. you will find these, and uh, you almost always want to prioritize them mm-hmm. uh, there. But uh, one of the things I really wish that was in this game was the ability to always make sure you got this as your first item. Yeah. Um, because it, it's you shape your run around it. And they're mm-hmm. just fun to experiment with. There are a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, m- more than m- more than they offer you. But just like any other boon, you have a choice of three. And I think every weapon has, what, like six possible? Five or six? Yeah. So, they're, yeah. They're quite yeah, a few. Yeah. You're just not going to, not going to see uh, all of them uh, given to you. Um, uh, another, uh, benefit you can get is the palm of power, you know, pomegranate, uh, this will, uh, let you upgrade your boons, uh, which is, uh, which is nice. You can select from a handful of your boons again, three, um, to, uh, to upgrade their power. Uh, you want to go after these if you are really comfortable with your power set, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. that you have something that is definitely going to be a part of your build. Uh, so you just want to start, uh, powering it up primarily so you can be more effective against the bosses. Um, you know, because that is where damage output, uh, becomes very specific, much more useful than, uh, like the incidental, uh, kind of passive abilities that, uh, certain attacks and abilities can give, uh, that only really work on rank and file enemies. Yeah. This is the reason why the Greek, uh, God family is so dysfunctional (laughs) is because pomegranates are such a pain to eat. Uh, you have to do like a little tiny puzzle box. Yeah. Every time you a snack. Yeah. yeah, you you have to commit a commit surgery on a on an Com- commit surgery. <laughs> like, <laughs> Same reason I don't eat lobster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm not going to do a soft shell crab or a hard shell crab. Um, there are shops in this. Uh, Sharon, the uh, the you know the dark ferryman. Yeah, Charon. I'm I'm really happy that you also say Charon. 
or Charon. Yeah. Uh, I I've only said it recent, always. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I, I also, I say Charon. I only recently heard of Charon. I was on stream. I was streaming something where, where Charon came up. Like, what the fuck is Charon? You asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Complete piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Charon, Charon. I, I said it as Charon my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid reading about Greek myths, cause they were cool and had swords and magic in them. Of course. Um, you know, so that's, it's hard to, to not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he sells things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you trade him Obel, which is gold in this, uh, Obel you get from, from rooms. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, you can bust up pots yeah. uh, to get that every once in a while. And then you get some from encounters and you can buy things. <laughs> I like how you can pay the, 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 uh, contractors to just put a little bit more gold in the pots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the uh it's very stingy at first yep uh they make you like this game is all those upgrades it is an entirely different and more friendly and fun game once you have them yeah there's like a little element of really wishing those things there there are too many things to work towards in this game mm-hmm. and you really the game improves so much and would probably be better with some of them unlocked from the start yeah if they uh, push you a big one pushed you a little bit further up that curve because very early on, it's kind of like flying spirit air. It's very spirit air. You're getting nickel and dimed for everything (laughs) in this. Uh, It's an incredible nickel and diming experience. Uh, Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about Charon as a, as a character later, but this, that's one of the huge draws of this is that each of these, there's no such thing as a minor character in here, you know? Yes. Just because Zagreus interacts with all of them and gets on well, like Zagreus has a real kind of winning personality. The conversations that he has with Charon um, uh, and all that he gets in return is, yeah yeah. just a general ominous skeleton noise is really good (laughs) skeleton dot dot wave yeah it's it's pretty funny i know where how he fits into the story because i spoiled it for myself yeah uh i i spent uh all this time between when this came out and now like not reading spoilers thinking like oh yeah someday i'll go back and actually do like completionist this and then Mm -hmm. in prepping for the episode read what it requires (laughs) like my blood turned ice (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i just ended up spoiling it for myself yeah Uh, Um, you can fight charon actually too Uh, i didn't know that Uh, they patched that in Mm -hmm. um if you fight him you get a membership card which gives you a discount on his shops in the future yeah but it is apparently an incredibly hard fight yeah uh, I don't want to fuck with them. Yeah, I, I don't want to challenge. I'll just lose all my health and then just die almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mini boss rooms. Um, there are also uh, where you just fight a mini boss for each uh, realm, for each zone. Mm-hmm. There are also rooms where there are two boons of the gods, and you choose one of them, and the other god sends waves of enemies with a modifier after mm-hmm. you because uh, they are jealous. Yeah. Um, they are jealous, petty assholes. Um, <laughs> And uh, you eventually will get two boons for this. Yeah. So this is good. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. generally, like, you know, that's a, that's a good value. They're difficult, especially yeah. depending on who they are. Fuck that Poseidon one. Um, <laughs> you know, if he's mad at you. Yeah. Um, there are also time challenges where Hades will throw wave upon wave of enemy at you and you just have to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, not enough variety there, but there is some. Uh, and you know, the, these ultimately end up being, uh, you know, just like choices that you end up making. Cause you'll know when one of these is coming down the pike, uh, you can mm-hmm. see, uh, based on the symbol, uh, there's no key for the symbol. So your first few runs are going to be figuring out what each of them is. It's not always yeah. entirely intuitive, but I mean, by run number four, I felt like I had my feet on the ground pretty well. Yeah. 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 Um, 
you also you can run into a legendary uh, figure from Greek mythology who has died in each of these realms. So the first uh, one has Sisyphus, second one has Eurydice, Eurydice, and the third one has Patroclus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these will give you resource boosts to help yeah. you out. Uh, they're really meaningful. Mm-hmm. Because this has this dating sim DNA, which we'll talk about, each of them also has like uh, love levels that you have to increase. You have mm-hmm. to increase their heart meter, Harvest Moon style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For them and play into the meta story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just throwing nectar out left and right, uh, building up trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, occasionally, uh, if you've met certain conditions and if it's the right kind of room, the right spot, uh, in a, in a given run, uh, you might find chaos gates. Um, these will, uh, take you to chaos's realm, uh, and they will, uh, give you these temporary setbacks that when they lift turn into just straight good bonuses. Yeah. Uh, you know, very powerful buffs. I really like to, these. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, since you're making it, this is uh, where the choice DNA and, and choice being one of the core building blocks of video games, right? Like mm-hmm. making interesting choices to me is one of the things I go to video games for. Um, picking out the thing that's going to impact me the least. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I very rarely use my cast uh, when I'm playing Hades. So anything that's like, hey, you can't recover your cast. I'm like, Oh, twist my arm, uh, you know, and oh, and I get 30% more gold for the rest of the run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no. Cool. Yeah, like, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, also, looking to see if this is going to uh, carry into a boss fight, knowing roughly where you're at in a given realm. Yes. You know, uh, if the you know, if there is not a particular choice that is, you know, going to be like a, an easy one to sink. Right. Yeah. There's a, a secret feature to these as well. Uh, in that they re-roll your options. So you finish a room and you have the option between like a palm and palm of power and an oval room, but there's a chaos gate. If you go into the chaos gate, you'll get new options. Oh, I know. I didn't notice that. Huh? Yeah. So, so it allows you to take, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a, like, it just happens to be treated as a different room mm-hmm. in the game code or if that's an intended effect, but yeah, uh, that, you know, was nice every once in a while. I could see that. I mean, there's a cost associated with it. You know, you take damage when you go, when you go into it, uh, just like the curse doors in Isaac. Yeah. No, Hey, Hey, great (laughs) use of the lingo, man. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, uh, you can't get out of there without taking one of these, uh, one of these curses from old chaos. Yeah. Oh, chaos. Uh, after you've beaten the game once, so you, you beat, uh, the boss, you unlock the ability to enter packs of punishment to gain heat. Um, this is that super giant trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, more resources for playing by taking a debuff. Yes. Um, so you, uh, you're going to get uh, extra, you know, resources at the end of the run, which are going to use to pro- progress the meta progression. But in mm-hmm. exchange, everything is more expensive or more enemies are armored or mm-hmm. the mini bosses have additional moves, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can select them based on what you need at the moment, right? So, like, man, I really need some darkness because there are some buffs on the mirror, you know, the the mirror of night that I want to get. So I will I, I will look for something that will reward me with darkness and then try, you know, see how it goes, right? Yes. Um, yeah, this is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think this game is hard. Yes. Uh, personally. And I think even on the first time I played it a couple of years ago, when I got much further in it and beat it several times, 
I would use heat, but I wasn't piling on the heat. No, um, no. You know, I think it's hard and eventually it becomes a little tedious mm-hmm. to clear this game, especially the last realm, which I think is pretty crappy. Um, the uh, So I was not a huge fan of this, as opposed to like Bastion mm-hmm. or Transistor, where I use this a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I really like this in those games. In this mm-hmm. one, and I understand this isn't an objective complaint. There are people who really love these and people who feel like this game is a game where you really run away with the game and break it often. That was yeah. not my experience in either of my times with this. This um, is, I think that difficulty, you know, is is there and it sits weird with a lack of variety. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that you know, the thing that reconciles those two is the, uh, you know, uh, again, no, I, I don't know if this is an objective complaint. Runs are way too long in this. Um, oh, yeah. I want to pull the uh, slot machine a little bit more often. Uh, for me, I never like straight up ran a timer, but it runs got to be what, like 30, 40 minutes to complete At least. It? Yeah. At, at least for me. Like, and that might be a caution, cautious play style mm-hmm. uh, thing. You know, but that's just how I play games. Like I've heard people, you know, I get on the Slack anecdotally or like, yeah, I get through runs in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Not my experience. No, no. Uh, I, I could do two and a half, three runs per sitting. Yeah. Um, so that uh, it adds up to some tuning that like was not to my taste. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you pile on enough heat, you do get to a special kind of chamber. Uh, the uh, you, you go to Erebus through these mm-hmm. infernal gates, uh, where you uh, t- attempt a perfect clear of this of this room under a particular uh, set of conditions to get a huge reward uh, on the back of it. Yeah. Uh, again, it feels a little rich get richer to me, but yeah, whatever. Um, runs in when you die. Uh, even though you do get extra lives in the form of death defiance tokens. Uh, your little guy goes, not yet. And then you don't, uh, you know, you don't die just yet. You yeah. come back with uh, not full health. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Sekiro. Uh, I do not think it would have been broken if you came back with more health. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, improve. Like you can pick an ability on the Mirror of Night that will improve uh, what you come mm-hmm. back with. And there are boons that will affect this. Uh, there is a trinket that gives you an extra one that I believe is full um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is a welcome system. I, I like anything that can prolong a run, but I agree it'd be, I don't think you would hurt too much if you came back at full, just because if you're dying to something, it's probably doing a lot of damage anyway. Yeah. Yeah. This is all kind of, uh, over this whole thing is there is, uh, something I really like about this game. Um, I'm sure you have this a little bit later, but it's worth talking about here. Uh, God mode. Yes. In this. Yeah. Um, there is a difficulty option in the the menu that is God mode and, uh, one, no, uh, no condescension mm-hmm. and it, it just says, use this if you're struggling or just if you want, who cares? Yes. And it's really subtle. It just gives you damage resistance for every death. It tops yeah. out at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So um, it goes so you, from, uh, I believe it starts out at 20% damage resistance. Um, and it goes up by 2% every time you die up to a maximum of 80. Yeah. So, like, eventually, you could theoretically, if you wanted an easy mode of this, just mm-hmm. grind out deaths, yeah, and get to that. But that feeling of getting a little bit easier, as opposed to being, you know, hey, you just lost, fuck off, <laughs> you know, hey, you just lost, it'll be a little bit easier this time. I think is a really good move for a game where a, a drive for a lot of people is going to be these dating sim story elements. It's wise, yeah. You know, uh, I think it, it's wise and could even be more generous without being broken mm-hmm. you know it's optional no like if that had been five percent 
you know, and just moved up a little quicker, I don't think it would have been too much. Yeah. As is, yeah. I appreciate what it is. I appreciate that that's there. Uh, and I appreciate that's non condescending. It's one of the best designed like story modes I think I've seen in a game where it doesn't just eliminate uh, systems, you know, take it off of you because I think the struggle is part of this. You know, Zagreus yeah, making absolutely. his attempts. Like it's, you know, it's, like, it's not a, a story mode at all. Like it, it's right. for <laughs> many of the first deaths, it's going to be feel almost exactly <laughs> the same. You're not going to yeah. feel 2% damage but resistant, ev- but eventually it's going to turn into that. And it, you know, like at, at 2%, like that feels like it, it's going up at a gradual rate, probably about the same rate that my patience would be declining. Would be eroding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it emulates avatar strength. Yeah. You know, it's almost like your character's leveling up. Yes. As you do this. Um, it's good. Agreed. I like it quite a bit. Um, so after you die, uh, you lose your boons, your upgrades, and your obol. It's your money. Um, some things you do get to keep, though. Uh, some resources that you're going to use to uh, empower the metagame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there is darkness, just these little uh, uh, purple triangle things that you grab. Uh, these are spent in your bedroom. Uh, your uh, mother, Nyx, the uh, the goddess of night, has uh, given you uh, this gift here. You look in and you can spend this. This is kind of like experience points. And you improve these different uh, kind of skills. Uh, and eventually these can be swapped out for slightly different versions. So you pick like the day yes. side or the night side. So this is where you like early on uh, get, say, an extra death defiance token. This is where you increase your backstab damage. This is where extra dodge like, roll yeah extra dodge roll uh turn into or, you know do extra damage when somebody has the blood gem inside of it inside of them from a cast yeah yeah they're, they're fairly minor there are major ones and there are a mm-hmm. lot of very minor and esoteric ones yes uh i also want to say uh, a special razzy goes out to the ui interface of this uh it is similar to like in dark souls one the kind of apocryphal like everyone went to the graveyard mm-hmm. you know so maybe dark souls could have signaled that you don't go to the graveyard yeah. You know, and they they did through having hard skeletons here, but you know what I mean? <laughs> right, uh, right. The people not knowing you could switch the mirror. Yep. Uh incredibly common. Mm-hmm. It's you eventually will get it in dialogues. You'd be like, I've upgraded your mirror, but you have to find the little widget to flip it around. And yeah. I have talked to so many people in person and read so many accounts of people who like didn't realize <laughs> that until either I mentioned it or, you know, 20, 30 runs after they yeah. could have. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be at the left. It should be at the right, uh, like a little icon where you spin it, uh, where and, you're looking at the costs and stuff anyway. And it should, when the first time when it upgrades, it should glow. Yes. Like when it becomes, you know, th- this is a huge a- UI failure mm-hmm. and a game that generally has good UI. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, kind of amazing <laughs> thing that everyone misses. Something, this isn't a criticism. I just wish I, I, I wish I knew. I wish they had chosen a different term. Uh, backstab damage is very valuable in this. Mm-hmm. I see backstab and I think stealthy, stealthy playthrough, like going around and specifically, you know, aiming for backs. No, mm-hmm. there are sometimes just going to be in the fracas enemies are not going to be facing you. Um, uh, like that, that, that is not about stealth. That is just about like bonus damage, probably 30% of the time you want it. It is worth spending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have a certain number of these that are available to upgrade until you use keys. Uh, that you can do there and you can, uh, so you spend keys to unlock new ones um, and you can spend keys to reallocate your points. Mm-hmm. Um, keys are also used to unlock weapons. The key economy is very tight Yes, for the beginning of this game. Uh, and I personally, I wanted more weapons more than I wanted more built ways to spend money mm-hmm. uh, doing this. So it was a, a thing where 
uh, keys again, there's, this just requires a lot of runs yeah. to get through. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, you have eight different weapons. We'll talk about those in the body of the episode, uh, because the, that's part of your run. It alters the way it goes in. Uh, but those can be upgraded by getting Titan's six, blood. This, six of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you get, uh, uh, Titan's blood, which can be used to like give them extra special upgrades, which will specialize them further. And all of those have, um, have, uh, you know, little lore explanations behind yeah, fun them. story. Like yeah. you have a spear and then you can get a legendary version of a spear. They each have mm-hmm. a hidden aspect as well, yeah. which is a legendary weapon from another culture. Yeah. Uh, I think that's real cute. Uh, yeah, the way get... you get them is bullshit, but I, I think it's real cute. <laughs> you can get Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. You can get Excalibur. You know, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the weapons will randomly get a little darkness. They'll glow uh, and you'll get bonus darkness, which is the currency you spend at the mirror. Um, when you use them, this incentivizes you to switch around. No. Yeah. Uh, things you're going to take um, my ages sealed from my cold dead yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah. I, I found this to be, uh, the weapons in this one thing that is, a that a roguelike can do really well that I think this does not super well is make everything viable mm-hmm. in this situation. Like if you want me to switch around, you got to make everything pretty good. Uh, no. this is not the case in this game. Right. Um, so I would very rarely chase this bonus because using the shield or the bow and arrow, yeah. Uh, or, or in a pinch, the spear. Yeah. Like I'd be good. Everything else sucked. Uh, <laughs> it's basically pretty trash. Get, get, um, get those gloves out of here. And usual yeah. caveats apply. Somebody will say, Oh, if you have this, this, and this, it's just a matter of what f- feels natural in our hands. Yeah, you know, the, the, the shitty machine gun, uh, I ended up getting a thing where it didn't need to be reloaded. Uh huh. Um, like as a Daedalus hammer. And it was awesome. Yeah, uh, it worked really, really well. And then I got like, you know, uh, a bunch of boons that stacked damage mm-hmm. over time and ended up being very powerful. You yeah. can't plan for that no. uh, in the uh, in your room before you leave. You don't know what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of times I would just get the the machine gun with no meaningful upgrades for it and just struggle and then die and then go back and pick a weapon I liked. Yeah. Yeah, and just I, it's too big of a gamble. That could be. Yep. It's definitely me playing too conservatively. But um, I just, it's one of the few things I can control in this, and I know, you know, the ways that the run can get awesome with the particular weapon that I take. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, there are gems that you pick up as a currency out on your runs. These are given to the House of Hades contractors to unlock things. Um, these will add features to the dungeon. So uh, things like fishing, um, yes, there's a fishing mini game, uh, mm-hmm. little fountains to reprise, things like that. Um, put more gold in the pots, and then <laughs> sprinkle it around Easter Bunny, spring, this baby, sprinkle yeah. Easter Bunny the the pots, and then a truly staggering number of cosmetic upgrades yes. to the house. Go with God, more power to you. Yeah, <laughs> if that's your thing, uh, I was never drowning in stuff to spend. That also ends up becoming, if you're doing the dating sim element of this, each uh, uh, character, if you want to really get in with them, there's like a little miniature mission you can do with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are a certain number of upgrades to particular chambers uh, in the uh, the House of Hades. So that ends up going into that somewhat mechanically. I wasn't pursuing the dating sim element of this other than to get the trinkets and stuff. So yeah, Uh, prepare to get yelled at. It's good. This is going to be like the Stardew Valley thing where like I played it for like, yeah, this is fun to farm for a little while. And then you turn made a, a nightmare slave factory. Uh, but neither of us tried to date everybody in the, in the town, yep. you know, and then just like tons of people like that's the game. 
you know, you, you romance everybody. That's the game. I, like you learn I agree. stories. That's, that's also the game. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that's for this. It's going to be that thing too. Like there are people who, for whom the appeal of this, and I'm uh-huh. not taking that away from them. Like this is a game where like Zagreus is by, you have multiple, you have a, a, uh, hetero, a, uh, bisexual and then also or you know an opposite sex partner a same sex partner and somebody who ends up being coded as almost kind of asexual mm-hmm. don't take my word like that's a theory i'm not yeah, saying anything about that i'm not stepping on my lane um but i understand that appeal like you don't get that a lot in games i don't want to take that away from anybody mm-hmm. it's just not why i play these games um i like these characters okay mm-hmm. like if they're charismatically presented we're going to talk about aesthetics yeah. i don't i'm not digging to get into their stories uh, yeah. Not least of which, because I know them. Yeah. Um, it's Greek mythology. <laughs> They're some of the oldest stories that exist. Right. You know, when uh, when uh, mommy comes back, it's like, well, yeah, of course she does. Yeah. If she didn't, we wouldn't have winters. You know, it, it's, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And like, so that cuts both ways too, right? So like, it, it not only is like, okay, I know these stories, it rewards that knowledge by making fun little jokes about it and, you know, working in like, okay, how, how do we make this so everybody isn't just fucking their cousin? Yes. Uh, you know, there are like changes and like they work in like, oh, that's just a lot we tell the just a lie we tell to freak out the squares you know there is a good amount of cousin fucking going on Uh, a fair amount yeah if not in 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 the letter of the law certainly in the spirit i mean like if if you're here's the thing if if you're banging if if you're banging thanatos that is totally a pornhub step brother tag thing 100 and (laughs) if you're if you're banging at all and you're living in a world that has 12 people in it (laughs) i mean i don't know like yeah there's some cousin fucking going on not trying to tisk it too much because that's greek gods they love to get into incest like they're they're basically horrible perverts they fuck animals all the time yeah they fuck as animals they fuck as animals animals. they fuck animals like they it's they're nasty Uh like they're they're really nasty um (laughs) that ties into this dating sim element we keep mentioning that we're not going to talk about as much as some people probably want us to Uh, even Mm -hmm. though i did read about it um is through this resource uh nectar and ambrosia so these are these little wine bottles. You can gift them to every character. Uh, the first time you do it, you get a mechanical reward. Uh, you get yeah. a keepsake. You get to take one of these on your run, and these are really powerful. They're mm-hmm. leveled up by using them. They're really cool. Yeah. However, you're expected to continually dump these potions into people mm-hmm. to get more of their story and to build up the little heart meters that you need for the true ending. Yes. This. There are something like 12. I don't know if it's actually 12. There are a lot of people you can build up their heart meters with. Mm-hmm. Something around that, 10 to 12. Uh, these, in a run, I would come back with two or three yeah. of them. Uh, each of them needs eight or so. And if mm-hmm. I was lucky, I would come back with that many. Yeah, um, yeah. There's if, just if, a lot of them you have to spend, is my point. Yeah, it's just if I was going after it. And understand, when you're picking your chambers and stuff like that, you're not really incidentally, ru- incidentally running into a lot of these. Sometimes you can buy them from shops, but like you're picking a door that says, a hey, a nectar is your reward, right? You're giving yeah. up something else to get this. Do you want to read one more paragraph of Achilles' story, or do you want to improve one of your abilities so you can possibly win the run? I, like, I, would, it's a, I would like yeah. to win the run, please. It's a pretty <laughs> shitty choice. Like it's not a, it's, it's not an interesting choice. You know, we talked about earlier, those choices where like for, for, both for sides us. seem, yes, for, for us, for, for us. us. Yeah. Um, like it's not, they're not equally weighted choice. 
You yeah. want hard choices. You want choices where it's, the answer is not obvious. Mm-hmm. Not the case for me. And it kind of feels like a lot of this game is built on the assumption that you are just going to be compulsively playing it hundreds of times. Yes. And if that's true, you're going to end up swimming in nectar and you'll mm-hmm. get all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't like that assumption about any game, even like, I don't know, games I love like Monster Train. <laughs> it's just like, no, you have to understand, like, I'm going to spend 15 hours with you. and It's going to be great. I don't like that assumption about, and that has nothing I anticipate people saying that has to do with the job. Like we don't want that because we're on a deadline. I don't like that. Even if I'm not on a deadline. Yeah. I do not like the assumption that to see all of this, you will just literally ring every last drop. Yeah. You know, of this stuff like that to me is frustrating and it's frustrating because it's tying those story elements. So like compare to something like the binding of Isaac again, uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite games of all time that I have played a lot of. Um, I haven't unlocked everything in that game because they keep adding stuff to it. Those are <laughs> like mechanical rewards, like a chance at getting an item. Yeah. And unlocking Isaac is you might get this trinket on a run. It's not yeah. here's the story of Isaac's father. Like you mm-hmm. get that stuff through the endings, but once you get them, once you get them. Yeah. You know, this it's really weird to me to tie the story into that kind of mechanical completionism. To steel man the position of somebody who says, no, this actually is an interesting choice. I can imagine it being, hey, I value, I want to get to know these characters so much. I am so invested in the story that I will forego um, the mechanical benefit in order to be able to turn that page. They're just motivated by, 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 by something different. And for me, like... I don't know. I like that stuff when it, when it, when it, when I see it, not after I like dig super far for it, I guess. And you even know? then I think you could still make the argument it requires too much. Yeah. Of it. Like even if you are making that choice and getting these like this drip feed mm-hmm. of of narrative uh, yeah. between runs, which it's going to do anyway. That's part of the dating sim kind of elements is yeah. you know between each run you talk to people and you see what they're up to. Yeah. Um that uh yeah. It's, you're going to get that drip feed regardless. Yeah. Just wanting additional one additional drip ends up feeling in insubstantial to me. Yeah. Although, so. I mean, so we're just going to have to get in here. If you had to, if, if you had to get serious with any of these characters, which one people are going to want to know. Oh boy. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is her name? Um, Artemis. She's oh, fuck. Cool. Yeah. Art- Artemis. Yeah. That's, that's my answer. You can't yeah. take my answer. Yeah. I did. I said it first. <laughs> Artemis seems cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Very self-possessed. Cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Confident. Doesn't 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 dress like a. You know, like she's trying to yank my crank. <laughs> you know, uh, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, speaking of yanking cranks, uh, <laughs> let's get into aesthetics. Let's do. Uh, this is a pretty yeah. game. I, yes. I, I, this is like, I tweeted about this, but like I recently got a switch OLED just because the battery on my OG switch is, uh, you know, taking a dump, mm-hmm. uh, boy, does this look super nice and crispy on that? Like the, like it is the best looking game I've played on that system. Yeah. It's nice. It's a really mm-hmm. good looking game and yeah. runs really well on the switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animations are really good. Um, the character model. So again, uh, paraphrasing that, like is Wario a libertarian? <laughs> you know, tweet the thread closed after uh, the continuing story that keeps coming up in this, uh, whether these characters are horny or not, uh, that's, well, you know, that's worth talking about. Okay. Okay. Uh, this, um, it's a really interesting thing. It reminds me of the dress, like the gold and green blue dress 
kind of okay. thing that people see as green because uh, anecdotally on the Slack, which I know that sounds like insult, inside baseball, this will go out to some people who are not on the Slack, mm-hmm. uh, quite a few people, but also the Slack is a focus group of like 800 people who mm-hmm. have talked about this. So it's, it's useful data. Um, half the people are like, yeah, it's horny as shit. Mm-hmm. Th- these are, these are super horny character models. And then half the people are like, I don't see it at all. There's absolutely nothing horny about this. And I, yeah, it's, I think what it is, is the style of these character models look to me like Tumblr D and D commissioned OCs. Okay. To me, like they, some of them are very explicitly horny. The ones that are not explicitly horny are drawn in an art style that is almost always horny online. Okay, these, so you, these, you're pulling in an associate, like an outside association, yes. like this this kind of like this level of detail and like just the way the the poses and expressions are is normally used in in, in art that you have seen that is horny, generally. And then yeah. uh, like you know a good third of them are just horny. But yeah. I, I think that, and I, I'm not just saying just me. I think that's part of why there's that disparity. Yeah, you know, and, because if if you look at them all together, like somebody on the Slack, I think it was uh, Tara. Uh, mm-hmm. on the Slack, did a little like chart, a little two axis chart as to, <laughs> to horny and cool, okay. you know, the designs. And it's like a, th- a fourth of them that actually fit into the horny quadrant, mm-hmm. you know, deep space nine, the horny quadrant, deep space 69, the horny quadrant, but actually fit into that horny quadrant. The rest of them, there are a lot of them that are just like, like Artemis, you know, not super uh-huh. horny yeah. uh, there, but the, the art style is something I associate so much with like, a Tumblr OC that is drawn to be to yank my crank. Right. Me. You're so you're not going to win in this conversation because there are some people who are defensive saying, no, it's not just horny. Like, don't say they're horny because that's reductive. And then there are people say, oh, like, no, I like these because I think that these are horny. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're hot. There's no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to win. It's just, yeah. it's a real psychograph. It's like a Rorschach test. Yeah, and you know, and and, and also I wonder if the people who are saying, "Oh, this ain't horny," have also <laughs> maybe been exposed to hornier stuff. <laughs> I've seen such sights, yeah. like, like they're, they're, they're Sam, Sam Neil at the end of "In the Mouth of Madness," like yeah. at the movie theater, <laughs> just Roy Batty Rain coming down on him, titties the size of Orion. <laughs> um, like like tears and come. <laughs> um, yeah yeah. so i'm not trying to win or anything it's just kind of like figuring it out to me it obviously seemed like they were really designing to be sexy that Uh, that that's also something that they've said is just like okay just in the in the culture they are written to be libertines like there is a you know a kind of majestic nudity in greek art you know, just yes. uh, different, diff- different mores and things like that. And the gods, you know, just everybody knows this from fucking middle school, but like the gods are meant to be these, you know, paragons of physical perfection to the point where like the, the one outcast that they have, Hephaestus, who like makes all their shit and does everything for them. It's just like, we don't talk to him because he's kind of ugly. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> they're awful people. Right. Right. Yeah, the, but like, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that the game isn't, you know, playing with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's playing with it, like, in a cool and interesting way. But, like, it's in the subject matter. They have talked about, like, how do we tastefully do this? And everybody looks cool and self-possessed, right? And they've all got, you know, kind of a vibe 
it, yeah, I, I would say like if, if if you find horny, reductive, attractive, competent, and sexy, I think you're going to find in yeah, various sexiness. points through, through all this. Like even down to like you know the mortal characters that you find. Like there's a certain daddy appeal to Sisyphus, right? It, there, <laughs> there, there is. Uh, yeah. The, uh, it it reminds me a little bit of Paradise Killer. Uh, yes. When even when those characters were not explicitly horny, they were like hornesque. Yes. It's just it's just an art style thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that uh it's not an art style that super appeals to me. Like I tend to like things to be a little less attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and have a little bit more personality and kind of grunge yeah. to it. A little bit more realism as opposed mm-hmm. to an idealized form. Like, but it is appropriate for the subject matter. Yeah. You know, it's and appropriate like, for Greek gods and and Greek people, it's, I guess. It's very well executed, I would say. Like, you know, these are all, you know, like they they convey in their in their postures and their poses and in their uh, you know, like facial expressions exactly what they're intended intended to convey. You know, yes. I, I I don't think that that is arguable. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're, they're, and they're well well composed drawings. Yes. You know, um, but it, it is going to be a thing where either you look at these characters and you see nothing. You look at these characters and you think, man, this is trying kind of hard. Or you look at these characters and you're like, I, w- I want to draw fan art yeah. of this character. This is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have that gene for anybody. Yeah. There are no characters who I think that about. Yeah. Um, it's not, not my not my generation. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you have this as a note. There is an issue with visual noise in the fights. Yes. Of this. Um. Every we're living in the particle effect age where like a projectile that is contained that doesn't have lighting effects trailing off of it mm-hmm. is never to be seen. Yep. Uh, the days of the Mega Man bullet with a clearly defined hurt box are mm-hmm. gone. Uh, now the hurt box of things is unclear yeah. uh, on, on just a, a game wide level, a medium wide level. We've given <laughs> up that fight. Yep. Um, and depending on what kind of things are happening. And I, I found this happens really specifically around Elysium. Yeah, uh, Elysium. I don't like that realm either, and it's it's kind of damning that I fully don't like half the realms in this, and there's only right. four. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elysium, I really have a hard time picking out what's happening a lot of the time. Yes, uh, you get those fucking butterflies. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't see what's happening. It is it is too much. Stacking particle effects and you know attractive, well designed enemies that are present in numbers and mix ups that are like right next to each other. This, I mean, th- this has actually been a thing in um, uh, Super Giants games for me. Like, I remember this being an issue in Bastion as well. Yeah, not so much in Transistor, just because of the uh, you know the, the turn based, yeah, the, 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 the the grid kind of thing, um, and a little bit in uh, in uh, Empire. Empire. And I think it's just their house style that ends up making some of this a little bit uh, hard to read learning to read it as a skill that's part of getting acclimated to the game i i think that's you know just a matter of how much time you spend with it i found myself taking damage from stuff that just like did not look like anything to me yeah or yeah or or just uh you didn't know it was there yeah especially those butterflies mm-hmm. um agreed um and it's not a, it's not an omnipresent problem it doesn't happen yeah. throughout the entire game and mm-hmm. again in these weird little pairs it's also a problem in parts of luca yeah um the voice acting in this is good. Uh, charismatically presented. The characters are all presented as likable. Um, I'd rather die than actually listen to all the lines. Of mm-hmm. this. I just click through. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't like do any weird vampire style sins where it clicks through the end of a paragraph. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You can you can read these at the speed you read. You don't have to listen to the whole performance. Mm-hmm. You get the uh, you, you get the sense for these different guys. Like I really like you know Poseidon being the being the uncle. 
you know? Yeah, Rowdy Uncle. Yeah. Rowdy uh, the, Daddy. the characterization comes through. And your main characters, um, uh, Darren Korb, I believe, is the voice actor for Zagreus. Mm-hmm. Does a very good job. Um, and yeah. then Hades, voice actor. Uh, like, the like the main people who are going to be hearing a lot uh, do uh, do fantastically. Yeah. Um, there's more writing here than most roguelikes get. Uh, you know, the closest comparison to stuff we've done on the show is probably Children of Morta. Yeah. Um, both in terms of having a meta progression story and uh, being about a family and having all of this writing. The really interesting part about Hades is the proportions. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, again, you are going through an entire run that's 45 minutes to an hour, picking up an uh, ambrosia to get a paragraph mm-hmm. that you get to hear afterwards. Um, this is giving us detail about uh, the relationship of these gods, these characters, and ultimately the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why uh, Zagreus is trying to escape and this relationship with his parentage. Yes. Yeah. Um, they had to account for so many different uh, conditions on this. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, okay, what weapon are you carrying when you meet this God? Do you have boons from different gods? <laughs> like mm-hmm. did, I can't imagine it just the matrix, even just the management of all of that information, let alone voice acting, all of it, and making sure it got implemented. Uh, huge it, amount of respect for the challenge, the it, degree of difficulty on that. It's really interesting too. Like the challenge and that degree of difficulty and complexity is something I admire. There is an element where it doesn't add up to like, I I have to think if it was worth the squeeze, Mm -hmm. like if that juice was worth a squeeze, like I think about this incredibly complicated situation where uh, when I run into Dionysus, he's going to be like, see, you've been partying with Poseidon, man. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, Dionysus just saying Dionysus bullshit. Like, it's kind of cool that he recognized it. Yeah, but it's not yeah. psychomantis. Like it happens so often, and it's just a little line. And I know that Dionysus is going to give me some ring-a-ding-ding party, you know, <laughs> Sammy Paradise shit for a paragraph <laughs> that roughly doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, like it's just yeah. kind of like there's a weird vapidness to a lot of the dialogue mm-hmm. in this, where it may as well just be like Dionysus noises <laughs> or or Aries noises. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they're, they're very complicated. Like, Oh, Aries is interested because I have progressed the main quest this enough to, uh, enough to be a little bit mad at Zeus. So he's mm-hmm. going to bring that up. And, uh, I've learned a little bit about what my goddom could be. So he's going to make a guess about that. Yes. You know, but really he's just like, ah, oh, yes, a fine weapon nephew. Well done. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's always going to be the same shit. It's kind it's uh, kind of its own slot machine you know, to, to, yes. to a degree presented. And like we say, it's a lot of text. It is not like they are sitting you down very rarely. Do you get conversations that last more than let's say two volleys, you know? Yes. Like it's pretty good at letting you get back to the action, especially when you are within a run. And even when you're in the house, it's presenting it to you, you know, probably four sentences at a time. Right. Which is yeah. nice. That's a, that is a good dose in and of itself. But for us, uh, but for the ratio of like, uh, let's let let us say actionable information to not, uh, I think that you need to be a little bit more invested in these characters and their relationships than I was. I kind of felt like, oh, I appreciate this characterization, and I like the moments where they snipe at each other. I like I like it when they're messy bees who live for drama. Like those yeah. are cool moments, and that's that's cool. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, like a, a really very old uh, Gary watch over fireball metaphor. It's Russian roulette with a Gatling gun. Yeah. You're spinning a huge chamber on the chance of getting that payday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
you know, that payday you get from winning Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another, another chance to roll them bones, baby. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, it was dong, um, lady luck. Uh, it just, it reminded me a lot. It's just such a weird thing where I would, the first time when I saw Dionysus, Dionysus, I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. That's a fun characterization for yeah. this character. Uh, and then I would seek those boons because I like them. And eventually I just like, Ah, fuck man party noises like there's no content to this um and it's not a complaint i've heard a lot about this so i feel like that's probably a highly subjective thing like most people were just happy to hear more dionysus noises Mm -hmm. and just hang out with them because they're charismatic it wasn't about the content it was just kind of a likable delivery yeah you know uh charismatic is the word that i i think is most operative Yes. For, for these characters and, and the kind of the way the dialogue works, which has value, but that can uh, tail off. Right. Yeah. And it's also a porque no los dos. Yes. You know, I, I want charisma and content, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, um, music's great. Yep. In this uh, Darren Korb, the, the voice actor, did the music as well. Mm hmm. Hard, um, really hard to fuck with Supergiant soundtracks. They yeah. have hit it out of the park every time. They always have one prestige song with vocals that I don't actually want to listen to, but I think they mm-hmm. want me to be bowled over by. Uh, uh, this I, has I them think, as well. I think they did it once really well with Build That Wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, or dig, dig, dig the Hole, Build the Wall, or whatever it was. Uh, and then they've been chasing that high ever since. Yeah. Uh, this one has multiple ones. Eventually you get Orpheus, uh, who for some reason is Robert Smith. <laughs> and uh, the uh, falsetto Robert Smith yeah. doing those songs, and I do not care for it. Yeah. Um, but the actual instrumental tracks are great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about development. Uh, they, you know, so they began after they shipped Pyre. You know, it's a small studio. I think at the time they began development on this, it was still twenty people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and they had actually considered making a follow up to one of their previous games, thinking, okay, you know, do we want to revisit any of these worlds before ultimately deciding on Greek mythology, primarily because their um, uh, lead developer, Greg Kassavan, uh, has you know, had a fascination with Greek mythology as a, a as a kid. Um, yeah. uh, I think that might be, uh, you never want to say anything's universal, but like, I don't know if you would meet like a, like a real dork as an adult who was not at least somewhat fascinated with the stuff as kid, as a kid. You yeah. Know? It was great. I mean, it yeah. was to me, it, it reminded me of my like fascination with Robin hood. Yeah. Uh, there were swords and magic powers and shit in it. Like yeah. it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it still remains cool. Like Greek mythology is cool. Yeah. It's a I, cool uh, basis for shit. I like, I just, I remember like, you know, coming home in middle school we had the, had the paperback of bullfinches, compendium of greek mythology the classic one right and i was like mm-hmm. oh we're starting greek mythology and my mom was like oh i hate that and i was like i have never felt more alienated from you <laughs> how <laughs> what would you prefer like i have to be in school <laughs> why wouldn't i learn this yeah <laughs> it's like um, all the best parts of christianity the smiting but all the time <laughs> <laughs> just horsemen oops all horsemen <laughs> like um the uh, the original uh, title was Minos, uh, and you played as Theseus, uh, venturing into the labyrinth of Crete to defeat the Minotaur. Yeah. Uh, this made sense, you know, for a roguelike structure that they want to do, like the Minotaur, the maze is always shifting, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. But they couldn't find a narrative focus for this. Yeah, uh, I am really happy that somebody else noticed that Theseus is a fuck, just the fucking pits. Yeah, <laughs> absolute fuck boy. That's one of the few like uh, explicitly humorous parts of this game that really worked for me. <laughs> 
Yep. Like that, that continuing a relationship. Oh, even though it ends up being like two lines for every 45 minutes of like getting to that boss fight that you're going to do a thousand times. Uh-huh. Uh, the development is funny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they said, yeah, just, you know, you're in a labyrinth, like, who are you going to meet there? And our games have focused on story, you know, for a while. So we need to, you know, we need to strike this balance. And then ultimately they decided on, uh, you know, Hades and the underworld, uh, figuring it was this fertile ground. Uh, not a lot is actually said in the myths about the underworld. So it is this kind of big imagine you know imaginative space that they could fill in uh and -hmm. then with greek mythology you can work in all these gods uh the olympian and uh chthonic gods uh worked in here so you get that uh that family drama well especially uh zagreus who is a real figure from from greek myth but is barely a figure right he's a footnote um we don't it's not even established what he is the god of in the real greek myth no Uh, the game hints at it but yeah. it, it's a uh, or explicitly does it if you go through enough if you if you ply enough people with enough booze you get <laughs> the one word answer um, that he what he's the god of he's the after. god of de- determination what is yeah, it yeah it's, it's it's blood okay cool. uh, it's blood uh it, you know if you want to put the 30 hours of getting enough booze for people to hear that word here i saved you 30 hours blood yeah. um the uh and they they wanted to fix a problem that they had in Pyre because they made this huge story rich world with all these branching paths, but people only played it once. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's a feature, not a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to cover uh, Citizen Sleeper here in a couple yep. episodes. Um, not being able to see the entire story, absolute feature. Yep. Um, you should have a beautiful ephemeral and a unique uh, experience with a video game where you do not see everything, mm-hmm. and your experience should be the, different from someone else's. Yes. Um, the idea of feeling like I understand as a creative person, like, oh, it's upsetting that not everyone is getting all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they overcorrected like hell yeah. uh, in this by making you play it so many times to get everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they also wanted to try a more open development uh, kind of thing. Uh, and uh, like roguelikes work with that. You know, it's mm-hmm. repetitive. You, you play it a lot. It can kind of exist in the open uh, and, you know, people are not going to see everything. It's not like criticizing a book from front page to back page as it is being written. Yes. Um, yeah. So they wanted this open development process and they partnered with the Epic Game Store. I believe it was like the first like big Epic exclusive uh, that was mm-hmm. put on there when that store launched. And I remember that causing some, uh, you know, some bitterness. Yeah, because people got mad about such. Yeah. Uh, but they made changes with community feedback. A lot of the things that we're playing in the final game uh, were changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, quite a bit uh, there. Um, it was eventually uh, fully released alongside with a Switch version, December 2020. Uh, huge sales, huge critical accolades, won tons of Game of the Year awards, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of why I think 2020 is kind of a weak year for games. And I also think all those people slept on Monster Train. <laughs> um, the, shame on them <laughs> shame on them uh the superior roguelike of that year and again i like this game uh, mm-hmm. i really think there was something in the water and this introduced a lot of people to the format mm-hmm. uh, it had the charisma and kind of presentation to get people into this subgenre agreed yeah. yeah uh it is always funny how this kind of stuff lines up uh where yeah. we have an episode planned or we have just recently done an episode and then there's an announcement uh but in december of 2022 at the game awards uh hades 2 was announced this it was pretty clear that this is what they were going to do uh based mm-hmm. on just how you know earth shattering uh hades one was uh you're playing as uh zagreus's sister uh Milinoe. 
uh, as mm-hmm. she tries to defeat Cronus, who has been set loose. Uh, oh, from no. his, uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, BRB time God. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What time God <laughs> times haunted. Um, the, uh, yeah, he's been set loose. Uh, I, you know, it looks good. Uh, it remains to be seen what they'll do with it. I am disappointed that they're going back to a well. Yeah. Uh, like that, like super giants, a really interesting developer where I've, I've liked all of their games. Mm-hmm. And I would say I, I loved Bastion for the time and still really love Transistor. Yep. Um, but it's not like something I want to see them just iterate. Like yes. part of the appeal for the for me was that they were always doing these new things, even when they didn't work. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't like Pyre very right. much as a game. Um, I'm still glad it came out and that they made yeah. it. I think that's cool. Yes. Uh them doing a, a sequel, uh, it makes a lot of sense. This was their most successful game. It will mm-hmm. print money. Um, it'll free them up to do a lot of things. Uh, but it also feels a little bit like going through the Greek mythology and being like, who have we not used? (laughs) You know, what have we not used? Like looking on the wiki and seeing what characters they've announced for it and everything. It is really just like the remainders. Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some Greek stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That that we didn't talk about before. And it's a little disappointing for for a studio I associate with, uh, Boulder leaps. It's kind of what God of war went through a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 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 Very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's going to be it for the main part of this, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go through all of the weapon unlocks and the different realms, some of the story, uh, stuff in the, uh, for patrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to patreon.com slash TV and back at $5 per month. If you want to get that, uh, you're also going to get, um, uh, every premium episode we've done. Uh, which is a lot of them uh, by this point. In addition to, you know, Bonfireside Chat, Unfilmable, uh, Exquisite Suffering, there's a whole lot there. Yeah. Um, do it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. We just we made some changes recently to yeah. the Patreon. So if you go to that $10 level, you're getting a new show. And mm-hmm. I'd like to officially welcome on board Gwen, our new producer. Yeah. This is a big step, and we are really happy to have Gwen on board as the person taking that step with us. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, so, so we've hired somebody. Uh, Duckfeed yeah. has been growing. Uh, it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a it's a huge blessing. Where where it, it's a good problem to have. Uh, we have talked about this for a long time, um, and really, really happy with uh, choosing Gwen. You know, somebody who mm-hmm. is a friend. You will recognize Gwen. Uh, she's been around. In mm-hmm. the community, active for a long time, did the theme music for Orb and for Best Quality Vacuum. Yep. Guest on uh, Orb several times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, she's great. Mm-hmm. So really excited about yeah. that. So extend her a welcome and congratulations uh, yeah. next time you interact with her, which will probably be if you're in the community, you'll see her. Yeah. If you want to hear also what that premium, you know, if you're not on the, the Patreon, we released another, wel- another uh, welcome pack. Kind of mm-hmm. or a, a welcome pack, and then we also released a bonus kind of yeah. thing. If you join us, or uh, even if you don't join us, you're going to get a bunch of episodes. See what you're missing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I mean to say. Um, we put out some of that stuff that we've been hiding behind the paywall. Yeah, yeah. So you can check it out. Yeah. So uh, for Bonfireside Chat, we have made uh, the Stormvale uh, episodes, Stormvale Castle episodes public for everybody. Uh, and then we added t- 2022 episodes um, to our uh, $3 welcome pack on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. So if you join us, even just at $3, you can see what you get at higher amounts. Yeah. Uh, and that includes uh, the Death Loop. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a game that came up this episode. Yeah. 
Um, additionally, if you uh, have liked the Watch Out for Fireballs Facebook page, uh, you know, in the in the past, uh, we were never very good about keeping that up. We made too many pages for individual shows. There's now just a group uh, for, for Duck Feed now where stuff is going to be promoted and for people to discuss things. Pages are a nightmare. Groups are better. Uh, just do a search for Duck Feed community and you'll find it. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be easier for us to keep up with. Yeah. Um, if you are a non-straight, non-white, non-male creator, and you'd like us to highlight your project, send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Um, this episode, uh, I want to send some attention to Nina Dunnick. Uh, she is an author um, who has written several short stories. You can find her work at ninadunnick.com. She has a novel coming out this year uh, called The Clarion. Mm. Uh, that you should check out. It is literary fiction. So it's not our dark bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not like, oh, what if a, a cryptid was actually, uh, you know, blah, blah, bloop, an arcade mm-hmm. game. Like it's not our, our nonsense. It's uh, the, the nonsense that we also contain because we contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like literary fiction. Uh, she's a literary fiction author and you should check out her stuff at com. Can you spell that last name? Yes. Uh, the whole website is N-I-N-A-D-U-N-I-C. NinaDunnick.com. Yep. And that uh, that novel is The Clarion, coming this year. Nice. Um, uh, thank you very much. Check out uh, check out Nina. If you have thoughts about this month's games, uh, it is too late. Sorry. <laughs> if you have mm-hmm. thoughts about next month's games, uh, which are Luca, Born of a Dream, Citizen Sleeper, or Subnautica, the premium episode, then write in at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th. Uh, next episode, we're going to announce what we're going to be playing in uh, in in March. Yeah, uh, look forward to that. And uh, until next time, take care. Take care.